Praise the Lord, everybody. Everybody, praise the Lord. This is Revy Ray Ray, Minister Hampton, for another episode of When I Talk, People Listen, um, the Before I Say I Do topic. So let's go into prayer first, and then we will begin. Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this opportunity once more to come into your presence, God to see what thus saith the Lord God, to hear a word from you, God. God, prepare our hearts and our minds to receive the word, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Alrighty. So let's go ahead and do our recap. Last week we were talking about um, respecting um, your spouse. And really, as I went through the week and I thought about it, you know, the far first and foremost, you have to have respect for yourself, and you you know you have to to love yourself um, truly before you can love others. So, in a sense, respect starts with you. And if you've never learned respect, or your experience have been where you don't have respect for the opposite sex or the same sex, then those are things that while you are single, um, you can be working on getting those things worked out. Last week, I talked about my daughter who um, stopped talking to a guy because of the way he spoke to his mother. He called his mother out of her name. He called her female dogs. And so that, you know, did something within her or she had enough respect for herself and home training to know that, okay, this is not okay. And this is not the type of guy that I want to be involved with. If he's not going to respect his mother, then surely he's not going to respect me. So one of the scriptures we talked about was do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But I'm going to change that to say, do unto your spouse as you would have your spouse do unto you. So if your spouse treats you bad. It doesn't mean that you you treat your spouse bad. You still continue to treat your spouse the right way. And if they, you know they continue in in that pattern of of disrespect, God will deal with that person. But God will also deal with you if you start to take on those same actions. So I had also talked about maintaining your Christian character. So just because um, the spouse or even the fiance um, and may be acting very poorly, very foolishly, it doesn't mean that you do the same. It doesn't mean that you don't continue to be the future spouse or um, the actual spouse. It doesn't mean that um, if she's you know, not taking care of the house, then you stop bringing the bills. You know, it doesn't mean that. It means that you are to continue on, not saying it's going to be easy, but if you are to continue on as the spouse, the faithful spouse. And, you know, they have this saying where if, if one is guilty, the other one isn't innocent. And I understand how, you know, it takes two. Um, so, you know, you just make sure you're not the, the one that's coming up guilty because the other one is innocent. 
So, you know, remember, God is looking at all of that. He, you know, he's watching. So, women, don't nag your husband. We talked about um, the nagging wife, the brawling wife. You know, she is constantly finding fault. She is constantly uh, nagging about something, um, something with the house, with the chores, uh, when you coming home, why did it take so long? Da, 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 da. Nobody wants that. So women, if that's you, you know, start working on that now. You know, don't nag that man. Respect that man. Men need respect. So make sure that women, we are respecting uh, our husbands or our husbands-to-be. And on the same token... Um, men love your wives, you know, women need love. I talked about this last week as well, for whatever reason, women, um, need that, that love from a man. I don't know if it's because we are the weaker vessels, but we need, we need love. So you can't love me and be out doing things that you're not supposed to be or doing the opposite of what you say that you, how you feel about me. Um, if you love me, show me. You tell you I love you all day, but I, at the end of the day, and really at the beginning of the day, I prefer that you show me. Um, don't push each other's buttons, you know, speak to each other respectfully. Um, don't pro- provoke each other. Uh, and also, I don't know if I covered this in last week's or in a previous one, but I just thought about it. You know, be careful about how much you share about your marital affairs with others, like with family members and close friends and things like that. You know, um, make sure that you seek wise counsel. Because if you are actually having a problem and one spouse or one future spouse is being disrespectful and you and that spouse tells uh, a friend or a family member, then it, that fa- friend or family member might start disrespecting uh, the spouse as well. So just be careful. Seek wise counsel. Um, um, pray. Talk to God about it before you talk about to anybody else other than your spouse, you should be talking to God about your marriages and just treat treat people the way you want to be treated. Okay, so let's uh, move into this week's um, lesson. We're talking about never ever ever quitting, and this is like in marriage. And even before you get married, you have to have that mindset that you're in it for life. So the first scriptures I have is 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. And it says, Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, does not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in truth, beareth all things, 
believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. And whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. So here charity means love. And I know a lot of people say that love is an emotion. And I, I don't totally disagree with that. But to me, love is more so an action. So you're going to need to have more than love as an emotion to make your marriage work. Now, love uh, as an emotion is probably why the two of you got married or we are going to get married. But you're going to need more than that. Love to me is action. John 3.16, I think I quoted this in a previous part of the series. It said, for God so loved the world that he did what he gave. Because of his love, he gave his only begotten son. Now, now that's love. He, he gave up his son to show his love for us. So love as an emotion, like I said, may have gotten you married, but love and action will keep you married. So, and I've said this on several occasions, um, when you get married especially for those of you who are saying, God, what ministry? What are you going to have me to do? When you get married, there's your ministry. Boom. It's called the ministry of marriage. Okay. And it's going to take work and it's going to take a lot of commitment and submission. And those are two words that, especially the latter, that people just don't seem to like to do. Submission, obedience, committed you're in it for the long haul and most people say they're committed but they really don't mean it and then if i mean if you ever question that you know look at look at your church look at your ministry especially if you were there from the from the beginning look at all the work that it took in in everything that went into maintaining that ministry and keeping that ministry going and even sticking around, <clears throat> even when you wanted to leave, or if you were a leader, even if you wanted to quit, but you stuck around. Why? Because of the work and all of the stuff that goes into it. It's not just going to be no pancake. It's not um, how you see on these uh, some of these movies and shows on television. Um, it's not like that. Marriage is work, and you're going to need... Um, more than your emotions to keep your marriage alive. Okay, yeah, okay, I get it. You love me. I, I get that part. But can you take out the trash? Okay, yeah, you love me and and all that. Yeah, I, I get it. But can you pay the light bill? Yeah, you love me. But can you get a job? Yes, you love me, but can you tell your mama and them to stay home? So, you know, it, there's a lot of things and we think it's just going to be easy peasy um, and it's not. And when the two people come together, you know, it's no longer all about you. You have to consider 
that other person. So remember, yes, I guess I do agree. Um, you know, it's, it's about love and love. Yes, love never fails. The thing that I wanted us to take away from this, this particular passage was love. Love is forever. Look at what it says. It suffers long. It's long suffering. Love is kind. How can you love me and be so mean to me? It's not jealous. How you love me and you jealous of every little thing that I do. You're jealous of every other relationship that I have. It vaunteth not itself. It's not puffed up. It's not prideful. It's not arrogant. It's not selfish. It does not behave itself unseemly. Seeking not her own. So it's not out here just acting all kinds of crazy. It's not easily provoked. It doesn't think evil. If you love me, you why are you thinking so much evil? Come on, it doesn't rejoice in sin, but it rejoices in truth. It bears all things. It protects. It covers all things. You love me. Are you covering me? Are you protecting me? Are you keeping my secrets? Or are you telling them? It hopeth all things. It endures all things. It does not fail. But what does fail? Prophecies. Tongues. Knowledge. All of that's going to pass away. But guess what? Love will still be there. So don't quit. Don't give up. Because love is going to last. My next scripture is Genesis 2 and 18. It says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that, that the man should be alone. I will make him and help me for him. Okay. So, it is not good for the man to be alone. God said that. It's not good for man to be alone. That's why he made and helped me. A help me is a helper and aid. He took part of man and made a woman. man. Amen. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12 says, Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. So two are better than one because there's there's a good reward for their work. So what happens if one falls, then the other one can lift him up. If two lie together, they can keep each other warm. If one is overtaken, then the other can rise up against. So it's, it's better to have two. That's another reason why you shouldn't quit. Because two is better than one. There's more reward in it. If you're by yourself and you fall, who can you rely on? If you're by yourself and someone rises up against you, who's got your back? I guess you better know how to fight, huh? So they can basically help each other. Ephesians 5 and 25 says, Husbands, 
Love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. <clears throat> so, this is another reason not to, to ever quit. Because you're supposed to love men. You're supposed to love your wife as Christ loves the church. As sinful as this world is, and as times grow more and more evil, do you think Christ has stopped loving the church? Uh, if you just think about your life and how many uh, mistakes you've made and how many bad things you did and bad things that you said, and you know it displeased God, but did he give up on you? He did not. Do you really think that Christ would quit on the church? He is the head of the church. He established the church. So when you send your child to die for a sinful world, I don't think anybody would. Would you endure the pain of a crucifixion? Would you endure the pain of the cross? Think about all the lashes and and um, suffering that, that Jesus did for us so that we can have eternal life. Who loves like that? John 15 and 13 says, Greater love has no man, has no one than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. So for the men, I mean, if that's not a good enough reason to hold on to your marriage, then I don't know what is other than the fact that he tells us here in the scriptures, love your wives as Christ loves the church. So if you look at it at that perspective and how Christ showed his love for us and the things that he endured for us, then you won't quit. You won't give up on your marriage. So that's about it. I mean, I didn't really have a whole lot on this one. Um, there's always uh, other scriptures that you can, can look up and search out, talking about submission, talking about uh, commitment, other than, you know, your vows. I mean, you made a vow before God that you were going to be with this person for, you know, for richer or poor, for better or for worse. Um, so those, you know, those are your, some, some reasons to add to those scriptures that I just went over because you made a vow before God and that was your word. And again, I always say it, um, you don't see people who stay married for, for 30 or 40 years. Um, in some cases, not even, not 20 years and not have gone through some tough times in their marriage, but they understood commitment. They understood submission. Um, they had uh, Jesus in the midst. That's another thing. We got to keep God first. Seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. I believe that's Matthew 6, 33. If you seek God first, and his righteousness, and all those things will be added unto you. All what things? Well, your marriage. It, it'll, 
keep your marriage. He'll strengthen your marriage. He'll help you when times get hard in your marriage. He'll keep your marriage together so that you'll never, ever quit. But I'm telling you, people don't stay married for 30 and 40 years um, and not go through anything. It may not be some of the things that you uh, may uh, go through because sometimes there are uh, cultural differences and things like that. But um, most people have some issues, some problems, some differences that come up in the marriage, but they still choose to stay married and they choose to make their marriage work key word their work you have to work at it it just doesn't you know you don't just get married and you just sit there and look at each other you have to do stuff you have to make your love work you you have to put that love into action it's not gonna do it itself And you have to make sure that you keep people out of your business, out of your marriage. What God joins together, let no man put us under. So I hope my prayer is that you got something out of that. Um, I know I'm surely uh, learning a lot. And um, in some cases, stepping on my own toes, because when I think back, um, to my marriage, a lot of these things I did not do. I did not follow. Um, and I really believe that's why God has me doing this series now, because the next time is going to be right and is going to last. But I'm telling you, I went and I filed for a divorce. And really to tell you how I was not in my right mind when I was doing it, but I thought in filing for a divorce that I could convince this man to want to <clears throat> be the man that he was supposed to be uh, in the marriage. I thought I was going to trick him into that and even had to put down money to do it. Um, and not, like I said, not thinking straight. But you got to know it, that did not work. <laughs> it did not work at all. Um, so, you know, like I said, even if it's just a little something, if it's just a little something, I hope you're getting it. Um, you can't play games um, and think that uh, playing these games is going to keep your marriage together. can't play games to to get people to to try to marry you if you're not married. So um, make sure that, you know, like I said, that you hold on to God and keep God in your marriage so that your marriage can last and make sure that this is really what you want to do. It was never intended for us to get married three, four, five times. Some people have been married three, four, five different times. And why is that? It's because we're we're, um, picking the wrong spouses. We're not waiting on God. And I'm not talking about um, if you've lost a spouse, you know, I'm I'm a widow too. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, you know, 
um, not marrying the person that God has ordained for you. And that's not to say that you still won't have issues, um, but there is a way to get through it all. And his name is Jesus. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and close out. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you. We praise you for the word that came forward on tonight, God. We thank you that you are teaching us how not to quit in our future marriages, God. God, we thank you that you are preparing us for the long haul, God, that you're dealing with our hearts, God, that you're removing everything in us that is not of you, God, that we may know how to handle and how to endure and and push through anything, God, that would come our way concerning our future spouses and our future marriages. God, we thank you and we love you for it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Have a blessed one.